Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and this is Marek Larwood. Hello, film lovers. It's 2015. Already, it looks like it's going to be a bad one. <laughs> Why is it going to be a bad one? My little brother—I haven't told you this. My brother. No. Oh, this is a bit gory, start. Okay. My little brother chopped off the top of his finger and mashed his hand up in a by in an accident with a lawnmower. Oh, which finger? Index. And this is really weird because we talked about this before. Yeah. The tip of his index finger. So and he'll be fine, talked, right? We talked about if you're going to lose any finger, it's yeah. that one there. I said, "How is it? How are you feeling?" He sent me a picture through. It was the most rancid thing I've ever seen. But I've heard that fingertips grow back. No. No? I've it, heard they do. Uh, uh, um, I want to say... How, how far down give, does I, it come? I want to give a warning to people, but rather than saying warning, my instinct was to say spoilers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Spoilers so they don't grow back. Spoilers for the... For the <laughs> how far down is it? It was just basically it? just the... You see, the, I'm not going to show you the photo because it's too grim. You okay. can see the bone on the Ooh. top of it. And it's really, really odd about seeing one of your family physically injured that I was really distraught by. Are you not a fan of it? What, a fan of him? A <laughs> fan of uh, seeing your family No, I'm not injured. really into it, yeah. Uh, yeah. I never got into it. It wasn't for me. Uh, well, I hope everyone else is having a safer and healthier start to 2015. Um, we're going to recap by talking about a film I saw at the end of last year because we had to pre-record... A few. A few yeah. So we got a holiday. Got a bloody holiday from this. We we recorded uh, four in a row. I I um, went to see uh, the Hobbit. The Hobbit battle. The of last one. I don't even the know what it's five called. Five armies. It's called the Hobbit Three. Um. So um. Um. um that's my New Year's resolution. Um, is to say um more. Just okay. To, I'm going to break up every single sentence so with them. Why, why were you completionist on the Hobbit movies? Because, frankly, I saw the first one and then just gave up. I was like, no, these aren't going to be strong. Well, there's nothing else on. I had to see something. Okay. Um, um, um. It's got on... I looked on IMDb. It's got a 7.8 rating. And I thought this was one of the worst films I've seen in uh, 2014. You've seen the other two? Yeah, I thought they were bad as well. And yeah. they get progressively worse. This is just... As a standalone film, it's just total nonsense. And it, I didn't enjoy it at all. I saw it in 3D, it was pointless. Uh, Martin Freeman is the only saving grace in it. He is good. That's it. Yeah. He is good. But it's so ridiculous, it's become a superhero film. Mm. At one point, spoilers... <laughs> Are you going to talk about Billy Connolly on a boar? Uh, at one point, there's two of them 
two the dwarves go off on a mission. They go, oh, oh look, there's uh, there's four dwarves at one point in this one bit of the film. There's thirteen dwarves. Yeah, in one bit of the film. There's okay, and <laughs> they look over there on the horizon. Oh, oh, there's some goblins. How many? About a hundred. Right. Okay. Let's split up. <laughs> <laughs> That is not the reaction in any film with any logic. When you see a hundred goblins, it's like, okay, we'll just deal with these one hundred goblins, yeah. and the other two will run off, you know, just do something, get the dinner ready, or whatever they did. That's amazing. The fight scenes were so ludicrous. It's it, it, if I was the, the orc, so anyone else, you go, Joe, you know I'll give up fighting these people because we can train for years, and yet eight of us can attack this elf at the same time, and he will kill us. By literally just waving his sword and automatically, it's imagine I was having an epileptic fit, yeah. And you put a sword in my hand, <laughs> each of my hands and my feet, and I had a fit on the floor. I'm a bit more graceful and than each, you having a fit on the floor, a, a, though. Cross that, cross between that, a balletic version, okay. A ballet dancer, yeah. doing an, an artistic interpretation <laughs> of me having an epileptic fit, yeah. With sword in his hand, each of his hands and his feet, and each time he put, moved his. His sword out, it would hit something. An orc. Dives into it. Yeah, something <laughs> dives into it, and he kills it behind yeah. his back. And it's just, it's just pointless. I read... If I was the orcs, you would just go. I don't know why the orcs are still alive. If they're that good at fighting, you go. Do you know what? Um, there's an army of fifty thousand orcs down there. All right, just send. Um, right, they're split up. Yeah, put, send. Um, you know, our Ivy Leaf down there, and well, I don't know what elf names are there, and a milk garden, and um, they'll kill them all. Thanos whale. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's um, it's interesting, isn't it? Like George R. R. Martin, uh, author of the uh, Game of Thrones books said what he liked about the TV show, uh, how they stayed faithful to what he'd written, was that they focused on military strategy rather than the dancey action sequency nature of just fight sequences. And that, for me, is what Peter Jackson has got worse and worse at, is the idea that there's something at stake in this battle and if we don't make the right decisions we're all dead rather than let's just wade in wailing our arms around and we'll we'll kill hundreds easily you know it's Helm's Deep in the second Lord of the Rings film was the I think the last time there was any sort of sense of strategy involved in it and then the third one with Return of the King Pelennor Fields has no shape to it whatsoever it's nonsense and it sounds like The Hobbit is equally it's just, it's baffling just, it's just these fights and ridiculous things that don't make sense and these scenes that uh, characters suddenly changing like the dwarf Thorin uh, basically so the third I he just, constantly changed personality in the first one yeah. you know it's, he was a mess so what's happened is they're all in Smog's Mountain Smog's left to go and destroy the village and the gold has turned Thorin mad, and Bilbo has to deal with that. And I didn't really pay attention because I thought it was so <laughs> tedious, such tedious nonsense, and the work that's gone into it. It's, it's, it started off with I think I was trying to think during the film when did this all start? I think it was like Crouching Tiger or The Matrix or Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon when we first saw them sort of running a bit magical kung fu yeah and then it was great it was oh this is really interesting but th- those two films both justified it in their uh, stories and genres yeah. you know the matrix was literally in a, f- a fictional world where if you could dream it it could happen and crouching tiger was a sort of mas- magical mystical you know it, samurai it, 
it works in those worlds. Yeah. Whereas Lord of the Rings, yes, it's magic and dwarves and goblins and rubbish like that. It's not rubbish. I quite like it. But there's supposed to be sort of some reality to it so that magic is special. It's not yeah. that everyone can kill everything. And that, well, that's the, what's the point? It's just totally pointless. I, if you watch, I get more injuries making a stir fry, chopping the vegetables, yeah. than, the, than the person who literally a dwarf in this film who's been from through huge amounts of. I mean, I mean, they wouldn't get be able to get insurance for that. Yeah, you know what? The best, <laughs> the best action heroes, I think, were from the eighties. Uh, the likes of, uh, you know, Indiana Jones or um, John McClane or Jackie Chan in anything. What sets them apart from from modern day action heroes is why they were cool was not that they were never hit by anything, but they were constantly hit by things and they kept getting up and enduring. Yeah. They kept going. Like, if they, they, it seems to be... If any if anyone manages to hurt you, you're no longer cool. So you have to be this sort of it's just constantly this, moving dancer. It's all just the turns time. this weird battle thing. I know banging on about it quite a lot. I think it's awful. I thought this film was. I thought the dialogue was terrible. I thought the characters made no sense at all. It was just watching people do some weird fighting. That you get to the point where you think, well, just do a, half its computer generated anyway. Just make it a cartoon. Yeah. Just make this a cartoon. About someone, about uh, some dwarves who can kill everyone, <laughs> and are really boring. Call I don't it want to talk about it anymore. The dwarves who could kill everyone. This film is a load of bollocks. How many Marricks? Th- three for special effects. Okay. Purely, for, maybe even two. Two, just two bollocks. I hated it. Well, well, there you go. And it's sort of made up, and I think a lot of um, Hobbit uh, fans. I read the Hobbit years ago, so I can't remember it, but. I'm sure, literally, ninety-five percent of this never happened. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I, I again, it was years ago. I read The Hobbit. Um, it's one of those books that my dad would read to me and my brother when we were going to bed or whatever. But it, so I've got sort of hazy memories of what happens. I've read it since as well. But it, uh, yes, a lot of what happens in the films of just it's just padding. So I mean, from the first film onwards, it was obvious. The first film was padding to act one of a three act story that was it it was just padding I think it's just nonsense it's just they've got you thought these really expensive films if we do one, why not do three over two years you know this period yeah and we make more money the budget was 250 million and it's gross up to in the USA 224 million so it's going to make that with um it's going to make over 250 million well isn't it ironic that the uh, the head dwarf with the the black beard is driven mad with by money. Yes, isn't it? Maybe yes. It's an allegory of Peter Jackson, yeah. who's, who's um, absolutely turned into. Uh, he's probably a nice bloke, but I thought he's he probably was, fine, isn't he? I thought he was rubbish. Yeah, Ab- well, absolute shit. But it's nice to be vindicated by everyone who was cynical before the first one even came out, going, "Well, this is a money grabbing mistake. There's no story in here." How has it got 7.8 on IMDb? Oh, it's uh, momentum, isn't it? There's enough people who actually worship the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the original one, who just want to see any more stuff. It's the same with the Star Wars ones. People still rate those quite highly, even though they're terrible. I'm starting to think that Rotten Tomatoes is a better... uh, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 
anyway, do you know what? Get lost, Peter Jackson. Well, um, well, that's that's the Hobbit people. <laughs> it sounds like uh, if you disagree with Marek, then why not let us know? You can email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail dot com, or write on our Facebook page, facebook dot com forward slash filmfandango, or tweet us at filmfandango at Mr David Reed or at Marek Larwood. I'm not interested in hearing anyone's opinion that isn't the same as mine. Okay, so if your opinion differs from Marek in even the smallest way, then please do not write. Um, have we had any people who agree with you wholeheartedly on everything? I, I, I mean, people have pretty much stopped writing in, but um, some people have written in. What do they want? They want to talk to us about stuff. I've got to find one now. Wait there. Oh, no. This sound is to cover me being really bad at just working my computer. And I've worked it. It's from James Cresswell. He's been writing in before, isn't he? Yeah. Didn't he get the Oscar nominations right at some point? Oh, possibly, yes. Uh, Right, where's he from? I always feel we should have a bit of a a music, a jingle for this letter section. Well, we don't have that capability, but if you'd like to sing one... Letter section, letter section, writing in, giving your opinions... Thanks. Someone make it a jingle. <laughs> we'll use it every single week. Um, okay. This is from James Cresswell. Happy New Year, film fandanglers. We need to we need to codify a actual name for our fans because we keep getting these disgusting ones. Fandanglers. I'm not. I'm not. Fandangians. Fandang. Fandangers. F- fans. Dang- film fans. Dangos. Dangos. Dingo dangos. Okay, a dango anyway. killed my baby. <laughs> oh, no, no, mate. Well, James Cresswell continues. Listening to the podcast about Birdman on the way back from having seen it, I was quite pleased to hear, closely enough, my own views echoed back. Really impressive, well-made film. I agree to an extent that it sometimes seemed a little pleased with itself, but given that it had a lot to be pleased with itself about, I can hardly really blame it for that. I was wondering whether either of you had seen Synecdoche, New York, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman and written and directed by Charles Kaufman, also known as the writer of Being John Malkovich and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, amongst other things. This film covers very similar ground to Birdman, black comedy, forays into surrealism and metafiction, the theatre, existential crises, etc., albeit in a much darker, stranger and more emotionally intense way. I'd certainly recommend it, though it's definitely not the most comfortable watch, and seems to, for this reason, have very unfortunately dented Kaufman's Hollywood career somewhat. I'm also curious as to what films you're all looking forward to in the new year. As a fan of both Thomas Pinchon and Paul Thomas Anderson and Johnny Greenwood, I'm eagerly anticipating Inherent Vice. Keep watching the films... James. Nice one. I have not seen Synecdoche, New York. I have. You have? I, and it's about four hours long. It's got Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. He wrote Adaptation as well in Charlie Kaufman, mm-hmm. which is, I was a big fan of. Really good. And this, it got so meta and so weird, self-referential yes. that I began to hate it. I was really looking forward to it because this came out in his prime. It was quite hyped. Yeah, it I was. Some reviews, it was. It was sort of off the back of his. It was after adaptation, I think. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
for me, it, I, it's one of the few films I actually stopped watching. It descended into nonsense, from what I can remember. Okay. And it was just, and it was almost like a play of the film and them acting themselves and people acting, following people acting themselves in the film. Was it a step too far in what he would, had been experimenting with in previous films? But that's what I was trying to say in a much okay. more concise way, as usual, yeah. Because I found Seven Psychopaths to be that, really. You know, it, it had some interesting ideas, but just none of them quite felt like they landed you know it, it was about you know self-referential meta-narrative about the writer losing you know anyway. I've actually looked at my review I've given I gave this when I wrote on IMDb two Mariks I really Synecdoche hated it Synecdoche New York yeah wow may, um, or maybe I mean read into it what you will it may be that I'm just stupid might be maybe it's maybe it is that if you think Marek's stupid why not write to us <laughs> if you're mad anger at you well, um, now the other question James <laughs> James asked was um, uh, what we're looking forward to in the new year <laughs> if you think David's rude if you want David to piss off you can also tweet in at Mr. David Reed, yeah. at Marek Larwood, at Film Fandango. Make sure to include all three of us, otherwise it's not fair. Um, oh. Who's that? Who's that coming in the door? It's buddy. buddy! Happy New Year, buddy! Hello, buddy! Well, Buddy the dog's been taken upstairs for his bath, so we can uh, carry on now. Uh, was that the end of the letters? Uh, 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 yes. Yeah, but we're going to talk about what films we're looking forward to. That's, That's right, we were, weren't we? Um, what for? What films we're looking forward to this year? So it's it's there's a there was a bit of a sort of dearth of blockbusters last year, and there's a huge number coming out this year. Um, I mean, just off the top of my head, we've got uh, Star Wars Seven. That's coming out, isn't Next it? Next December, isn't it? Yes, yeah, Christmas, Christmas film. Uh, we've got um, Jurassic World, the uh, the Jurassic Park Summer film. film. We've got uh, Terminator Genesis, um, the reboot. They claim it isn't, but it is of Terminator. Uh, we've got more Avengers, more superhero fun for Marek. You can't get enough. Um, <sighs> uh, we've got Paul Rudd in Ant Man, and do we have um, the? We've got uh, Spectre as well, the new James Bond film coming out. Oh, there's so many films that are going to be exactly the same as old films. That's to right, to. yeah, yeah. There's so many films that we've probably seen before. What are you looking forward to, though? Oh, um, what am I looking forward to? Shall I say my ones? Yeah, do, because I'm not sure I am. I'm looking forward to, or been recommended to me, uh, Whiplash, which comes out in a, sort of a week or so about the drummer. With J.K. Simmons in it, yes. Yeah. That looks fun, doesn't Those it? That's really good. And I'm... When I, on my Kindle, I bought a book about two years ago, just that they got that was basically self-published, I think. Right. Called The Martian. Then it got published, and I remember thinking it was brilliant, and it's been made into a film. Oh, cool! But the book was the novel was really fantastic, but it's a film with Matt Damon in it. I'm really intrigued to see. Uh, What's the premise of the of the book? The premise is there's a guy who's with a Mars mission, and he gets. Uh, they're about to leave and he gets blown he gets lost and they presume he's dead so the crew leave him he wakes up and he has to survive with and survive on Mars with the leftover bits from the mission wow and try and grow his, it, it, and that's terrifying what's fascinating about, and, and then the crew find out what's happened halfway back and he's got to survive for a certain time on, on Mars and what it, I did, what the book wasn't very filmic it was just 
it was there's obviously been a lot of research going into it. It was, it was quite scientific about what I got. It yes. was, but really, written rather than a dramatic style, it's just here's what I need to do to grow these potatoes. Here's I get the light from this, I do this, I use this, and it was fascinating watching someone. It's a book that inspires you to go and do housework. You think, oh, he can do all these small things to survive on Mars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the. I really up. should pick those socks up. I should pick those socks up and you know give that bath a rinse. <laughs> Yeah, because he won't have much water, will he, on Mars? Well, that's that what hasn't been through his bladder he already. That. He has to try and use that water to from his bladder and recycle the water to feed the potatoes, to feed himself, and things. It's, I mean, I'm talking about potatoes a lot. It's more than it's, it's more, more than, than a man growing potatoes. Because how how long is the journey to Mars? Is it? It's like. I mean, I will be just flaunting my ignorance here, but isn't it about twenty years or something? It is. Over one thousand five hundred. Are you near? Are we nearly there yet? <laughs> really, that's yeah. a lot. So think of how from, many times you say that. Jessica Chastain saying that in your ear. Yeah, get, get irritating. Yeah, uh, Chewy Tail Edge Force in this as well, isn't he? They always put the same sort of sciencey people. Sciencey people. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm mostly look looking forward to seeing some new faces. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um. Well, the Star Wars film has uh, a lot of new faces, which, uh, you know, not to uh, get our hopes up about the Star Wars again, but um, I was pleased that they're picking mostly people we've not heard of who can sort of inhabit the roles properly rather than being, oh, look, it's Natalie Portman. I don't care about Star Wars. Do you not? You never never have, though, have you? Not really bothered. I was was back home at Christmas and uh, we're packing up everything from my old house and... um, the sheer amount of Star Wars stuff I'd forgotten how much are you moving then yeah yeah we're, we're selling up the, the place I grew up in oh no it's really depressing what happens oh, well. your parents downsizing uh yeah sorry it's alright sorry it's all right. everyone I'm sorry it's quite alright um so you've been to see a film I have been to see a film I saw the Jake Gyllenhaal movie Enemy he normally picks quite good films what happens in this one this one is about a man who is a lecturer at university and he ends up, he, he's sort of got a weird relationship with his uh, girlfriend and it's all a bit sort of insomnia, like the film Insomnia, you know, where mm. he seems to be in a slightly going through the motions, dream state sort of way. And then watching a film, he sees his absolute double as an extra in a movie and oh. tries to track him down um, and then he ends up meeting this guy who is has the same voice as him is the same as him uh, in every way but is an actor and is sort of a bit cooler and suaver than he is and then it's the you know it sort of descends uh, I don't want to give too much away but I don't really like it, these double it films it sounds a lot like the film that you saw Richard Aoardi's The Double yeah I didn't know that well interestingly enough this one Enemy is based upon a novel called The Double isn't it Dostoevsky or something uh, yeah um, that Richard Aoardi's one is not based on it's based on a different novel I think, oh, okay. I, think. I, don't, I can't remember which way around it is someone's but, writing the novel about the other guy who wrote the novel yeah so there's these two identical guys writing the same novel out there somewhere who uh, and it should make someone should make a film with those two making <laughs> identical films yeah um, like adaptation going back to uh, adaptation oh well. god um, but anyway it, it starts to sort of uh, 
bend reality a bit and you started to wonder what's real and what's in his own head and he keeps seeing tarantulas everywhere and um, it's interesting to pick it apart afterwards that's the thing with the double things you just this is impossible not to have plot holes isn't it well well it's almost it's it's the sort of smug equivalent of it's it was all a dream you know uh. which isn't that satisfying? What surprised me the most about this film, which is probably a bit damning... It's a wet dream. ...is uh, how wet I was throughout. No, is... Um, I was gobsmacked to, whilst, you know, looking at IMDb whilst I was watching it, that it was only 90 minutes long, because halfway through it, it felt like it had been longer than that already. It was a bit slow. Like, boring. It's rubbish, it's rubbish. It took, it thought just by having people looking uncomfortable and weirded out and staring at stuff for with long shots of them that that is intrinsically artistic and interesting. And it, there was something in there that was, but this film didn't quite hit it. And what's interesting is it was, it's the same director as, um, now, was it called Prisoners? The other Jake Gyllenhaal one with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I really loved that film. Um, did you? Yeah. Because I thought Prisoners was nearly great, but still something was missing, and this felt similar to me. It, uh, Denise Villeneuve, mm-hmm. who is a uh, Quebecois director, uh, French-Canadian guy. Um, yeah, Prisoners didn't quite do it for me either. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Enemy, probably, but there was still something not quite communicated for me. So don't watch it. Well, you know, if you like that sort, it's 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 an arty, thought-provoking fare, but it's uh, it's not quite interesting enough to sustain. I don't think. Ah oh, no. Yeah. Um, just while we're talking, have you finished talking? <laughs> well, yeah, fine. <laughs> How many Davids? Oh, five. That's the most damning number you could give something, really, isn't it? Five. Just like, yeah, dull, five. You're inconsequential. Yeah. We will forget this film existed in three months' time. If someone scored your life and it's gave you a five... Would you rather be scored a three than a five out of ten? Not stars in uh, the fringe, but <laughs> you probably scored three out of ten. Then depends a what they said. If they were cross it, it about it when they said the it, if they said Marek, I give your life a, th- a three. Would that be better than five? I was trying, just trying to think of what I'd give my life now out of ten. Well, it's not over yet, is it? Who knows? I'm not. I don't get to choose. <laughs> wow, I think you do. I think this is where you're I going do have wrong. Some, I, I do, do have some choice. Yeah. I mean, this is turning into quite a bleak... The bleak January is really coming across in this podcast. The start of a new year when... I remember... Well, I hope we launched I remember the days spring. when it used to be just... Ah, oh, new year, here's this. Now, now it becomes... Again, I have to start over again. There's <laughs> no need with to start no, over. Just I have to... to start with nothing again. <laughs> okay. I write down... Before... Being in this industry, you have to try and... Being self-employed, you have to keep account of how much you earn. Yeah. To try and hit the bare minimum over the year. So every January the 1st, I've put down in my diaries, it starts with zero. 
nothing. That black circle of doom staring back at me. We well, also got to fill in your self-assessment tax return. By but the this end isn't of the a month. podcast about tax. No, it's it's not. About I'm just going to join in with your uh, your depression fest. You know, at least you'll have a companion at the bottom of that deep, deep hole. But um, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm sorry the enemy depressed you so much, even though you didn't see it. But uh, this is quite a good segue onto the next film I caught up with from last year. Oh, another one! I said a couple of films. I we were saying we both want to see Nightcrawler, hadn't seen. Yes, I didn't see I, Nightcrawler. I saw the Babadook. Oh, cool. Babadook. I how you say it? Babadook. Which is the first film? It's actually Mark Kermode's film of the year. Oh wow! Okay. But in the past, he has picked absolute crap like that one about. Uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. I don't trust his tastes, but this is it's an Australian horror film. It's pretty much more it's more about depression, about two uh, mother and son their relationship breaking down, and this uh, monster from a kids' book sort of uh, inhabiting their lives, whether it's part of a psychosis or not. I thought it was really tightly made, interesting film. Not amazingly brilliant or huge. I think it got marketed as a huge big thing. Yes, I think it's actually quite. It seems to be a small Australian film where the, where the mother and son are great. I recommend watching... It's not a horror... I think they market it as a horror film to try and sell it that in, over Halloween, which they always do. Yeah. But it's more of a psychological uh, thriller, hot stroke horror. Okay. Thriller, very good. Well, it wouldn't have made my top five. It would have been close. Again, it's one year. from last year I, I need to catch up on. Babadook. Well, that's it, is that it? Yeah, that's it for this week. We will be back next week with yet more films. But we do this for free. So if you'd like us to continue doing this, um, uh, <laughs> far be it for me to say you are a fool. But if you would like us to continue doing this, then please do uh, donate to our running costs. You can go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there. And everyone who has, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. And, yes. <laughs> Keep watching the, the films. films. Bye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.